Good morning and happy Sunday. Hope you guys had a nice Saturday and are ready to hear the word today. Before we get started, I just had a couple announcements for you all today. Um, one, you can give at lighthouse805.com. Fill out all that information. Uh, ladies, we are having another art night and um, I think it's by popular request slash demand that uh, we have these more often and I'm, that makes me so happy. I'm so excited for that. So first week of September, um, we will give you the heads up on the exact date and so make sure to keep keep your ears open and eyes peeled for information yes. on that. Um, and then if your student has started school, if your child has started school, please know that we are praying for you constantly, for your kids, for you. Um, and just for the school year and how it's rolling out, we are just constantly praying, and, and it's, it's going to be okay. It'll be good. <laughs> so take deep breaths, lots of deep breaths, um, and lots of snack breaks for yourself <laughs> as a parent, I'm telling myself. And make sure to stay connected with us through social media, Instagram and Facebook, and the newsletters. So make sure you, if you don't already get the newsletter, Email us at info at lighthouse805.com so we can add you to the mailing list so you can keep uh, in, in the loop of what's going on. So now, are you ready for some worship? Because I know I am. Get ready to just have that sweet, sweet time with the Lord. We are five months into this season. It's no longer a new season that we're in. We're almost half a year into being in quarantine and doing church at home and, and all of this. Like, is that crazy to think about? It's bizarre and weird <laughs> yeah and we have a new season just over the horizon it's almost here that new season starts the moment we open our churches up again it's the moment that we all start gathering and we're at our church again and we're seeing each other we're seeing new families and new people and all this stuff it's it's a new season starting and i needed to address something we're gonna have family time for a moment the Holy Spirit has put this weight on me as a warning. And I, and I need to share it to the church. And I need to make sure you understand it and you hear it. And if someone has a conversation with you about why is our church not reopening or what's going on with our church, say, well, it's evident you haven't listened to the message. And go ahead and point them to this, share them to this message, put it on, you know, show, put it on their Facebook wall, YouTube, whatever it takes for them to hear this right now because it's for them. And the, the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me about what does it mean for our church to reopen. I felt the weight of the Holy Spirit warning me to not open until more of our church transitions into the current season we're already in. I had this image that, that the Holy Spirit was showing me that right now too much of our church is still stuck mentally and spiritually in our last season. And if we reopen before more people cross into this season, it's going to be devastating in the next season. And I know we're at this three-stage season kind of area we're at, and it's kind of amb ambiguous and where we're headed. But we need more of our church, more of our believers, more of our members, more of everyone to understand mentally and spiritually, you need to leave the last season behind and move into the season we're at right now. And maybe up to this point, you said, you might be thinking to yourself, hey, oh, we're all transitioning to the season. We're all in quarantine. We're all doing this stuff. Just because you're here physically doesn't mean you're here spiritually. Last week's message, we talked about leaving the last soil behind, leaving the last season behind. And I want to make sure plainly you understand I'm talking about us in this season. Our church being closed is a new season. And I need us as, as your lead pastor to transition spiritually to the season we're in because the next season is huge. And we can't take up the reins and we can't move forward until you move with us into this current season. I had this uh, deeply prophetic dream last night and it was this Holy Spirit eye-opening moment where I was in my, my dream and I had the Holy Spirit show up and, and my wife and I were in this and, and it, it, it just blew my mind. And he placed us inside of the church. And uh, 
it, it was crazy to see, and he, he opened my eyes to lots of different areas, and, and one of those areas I'm supposed to share today. The stream happened last night, and I'm supposed to share this, and I was telling my wife all the different parts of the, of the dream, and, and we were interpreting it together through the, through the Holy Spirit of always speaking to us and, and checking against the Word of God. And the one part that, that I saw was this. In my dream, Patty and I were in what symbolically represented the church. And one of the things, one of the, things the Holy Spirit showed me was some on the outside— looked regular and normal but on the inside they were missing their bones see their their foundation was missing they just looked completely normal on the outside but they couldn't move because their bones were missing and and I, as i in the dream the holy spirit was speaking to me about this saying the the bones are the foundation and as my wife and I were talking about it, the Holy Spirit revealed to her that the bones are also what produces blood. It, the bones represent our structure, our foundation, and the source of life. And the Holy Spirit was saying, this is, this is what's happening right now. Is there are people in the church that are missing the foundation of Jesus. Because we know that our foundation is Jesus. And we also know our source of life. Literally, the blood of Jesus is what gives us life. Yeah. And it's missing. And the Holy Spirit placed this weight on me saying, you need more people to transition into this season and really articulated what this season is supposed to be. And we can't move forward. We can't reopen until we get more people on board with this. foundation was missing see every believer knows that their foundation and source of life is jesus we all get it we all know it and in my dream their foundation on jesus was missing in my dream they they still look normal on the outside like i said but on the inside something was so wrong and and the thing that that really uh almost made me feel cringy on the outside and, and just like made me feel weird was because they had no foundation on Jesus. They couldn't move. They had become comfortable and complacent because they had no bone structure. They had no foundation. And without that structure, they couldn't move forward. And then I saw the Holy Spirit handing over the, the vision of our, to our church in this next season. And I realized that because there was no foundation of Jesus, the bones in them, they couldn't move their arm up to carry the vision of our church. Because without the foundation of Jesus really filling us all up and the life source of Jesus we don't have the ability to carry the vision that the Holy Spirit gives us and to walk forward with it. See, a human without bones cannot move. They cannot carry. No matter how big their muscles get, without bones attached to it, they're worthless. And it, it really placed on my heart this morning. I woke up and I realized the severity of the sermon that I was going to preach today. And the Holy Spirit gave me this vision specifically for this message in this season. And I know this is family talk right now. And, and some of you might be watching and you've never attended our church service. And, and you might want to join now or, or you want to hear more about it. That's awesome. But this season we're in right now, this season, COVID times, if you will, it's about gaining the foundation of Jesus in our lives. And you might be saying, you might be sitting there going, woof, it's not me. I'm good to go. I'm saved. I know Jesus. And I want to throw this out. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about foundation. There are two separate things in this instance of what the Holy Spirit was revealing. And I want to share the verse that he gave me. Luke chapter 6, verse 47 through 49. 
Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, circle that, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood came, when a flood arose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been built well. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Your foundation is based on taking actions from Jesus. And and I think it's interesting because both people in the story heard Jesus. But only one decided to take the next steps, the action. And then God lays out, that's the person who has the foundation. How many times, and, and... I'm going to be vulnerable and honest here. How many times have have you heard the word of God and not acted on it? There's been times I've read my word and I'm like, wow, that's really good. And then I'll catch myself a day, two days later, and I'm not doing what the word said. And I'm like, what? How, How did I just read that word and not take actions on it in my heart? That needed to be foundation. I need to build my life on that foundation that is Jesus. Uh, I hope that that image of someone without bones in their body sinks deep. It was really awkward to see in my dream. It was uncomfortable. Just motionlessly there. Comfortable and complacent because no foundation of Jesus was in their lives. And that's, that's my concern as your pastor, that I'm pastoring you and I'm giving the word of God and you're not taking action upon it. And because of that, the foundation of Jesus is, is not within you. And you have no foundation. And the, the word says that when we don't have this foundation, when we're not taking action on our word, our lives are doing this. We have good days and bad days and good days and bad days and something happens. We have the just the, a distraction, a hurt, a, a loss, and we're thrown into the storm. And, and it's obvious that we don't have Jesus as a foundation in our lives. That doesn't mean we're not saved. It just means we're not taking action on the word that is Jesus and what he's speaking to us. And this season, right now that we're in, we need people Jesus is calling us and the Holy Spirit is speaking to me as your pastor to say, please, please take action on the word of God. Because if you're stuck in the last season and you're not moving forward, and you're, then you're not able to carry the vision that is our church into the next season. The whole season we're in right now is a preparation, is a is a is a building, is a foundation moment to be able to carry the muscles that God has given us and move into the next season. Right now is not just a waiting by and sitting around doing nothing kind of thing. It's a preparation and digging deep. Man, I I just, I need you to get this. We can't open our church. We can't start having barbecues on the front lawn, which I'm really excited for. Because I've been perfecting my barbecue game this whole time. He has. It's... And I'm, I'm starting to show the evidence. <laughs> I mean, I really want to get distracted and start talking about the pork tenderloin with the crosshatch <laughs> and the, the bowl that we... Okay, we can't go there. We'll, we'll have it soon. <laughs> but we can't get to the next season until we have more believers in our church leaving the last season behind and moving forward. I pray that, that you would dig deep and get the foundation of Jesus. Yeah. There, I'm, I'm seeing different people out there right now listening and things that are holding them back from making the full foundation of Jesus. A lot of it is pride. A lot of it is you've been in different seasons your whole life and the last season was really comfortable. And you're like, yeah, it, it, we'll get back to normal. No, no. 
we need the foundation to carry the vision forward. Mm. We need it. Some of us here who, who have started watching this message and have already started getting distracted by their phone buzzing, by Instagram, by Facebook, by, by someone walking, a family member walking into the room right now is distracted and you're missing out on growing your foundation in Jesus. You know, lock yourself in a car, whatever you got to do to get your foundation in Jesus. This season is so critical to build on. You have no idea. There's so much in store that God has for us in this next season. I'm so excited for it. Man, stop, stop letting the devil feed you lies and distractions. Stop allowing your pride to prevent you from your foundation that you need that is Jesus. Man, too many believers have, have come up with excuses to why they can't gain a foundation right now. And a lot of those excuses are, well, I just, I don't get anything from a digital message or a digital sermon. I have to be there in person. I have to, I have to be sitting in a comfy seat with all the distractions removed in order to grow my foundation in Jesus. That is a lie from the devil. God is everywhere. He is not limited to our church yes. building. Yes. He is in your home. He is in yes. your room right now. He wants to work with you. He wants to grow your foundation. The evidence of your foundation is your communication. The evidence of your foundation or lack of foundation is your communication. Meaning, it is evident to other believers and to other people when your foundation is missing based on the words that come out of your mouth and your nonverbal actions. Well, I just want to get back to the way things were. I just want to get back to normal. I just want to, can't we just, can't we just meet up again? Like, come on. Yeah, that's evidence. What you just said is evidence that you are not allowing the Holy Spirit to speak the words of life from the word of God into your life in this season. You are blocking off growth. You are blocking off the word of God because you are latched on to what was. See, we're, we're not trying to get back to normal. We're moving to a new normal. Mm-hmm. Things in our church will not be the same. They will be different. And, and I need you to understand we're moving to a new season. There are things that God is calling our church to do in this new season that it might bother you. It might frustrate you. It won't feel comfortable. But it's the Holy Spirit saying who our church is. And I'm so excited for it. Change is hard and difficult and frustrating. Mm-hmm. But God's moving. Yeah. And he's speaking. And we need the bones in our body, the foundation that is Jesus, to run fully with the Holy Spirit as he speaks. There is so much going on that's coming up. Don't miss out just because you refuse to move out of the last season you were in. We're five months in. We are five months, half of a year into a season. This is not a new season anymore. This is a season that's past its halfway point. It's, it's rapidly coming to a close for us to meet on the front lawn and move into a new season yet again. And I need us to move forward. When our focus is more on complaining about what we lost in the last season, it's evidence we are not receiving Jesus in this new season. Wow. It's, it's, it's evident. It's the communication. You know, the... Why, why is it that... The people that criticize and critique the most are often the least committed. It's because they are not connected to what is happening. They are connected to what used to happen. Mm. And they're criticizing what is based on what was. And the Holy Spirit has shifted us here and has moved us forward. And it would be atrocious 
to tell the Holy Spirit, you don't know better, I know better. My seat last season was better, and the Holy Spirit's like, what are you talking about? We're in a new season. I have new things to give you. Uh, I have new wine for your wineskin, but if your old wineskin is stuck in the old wineskin state, it's going to burst. I, I need you to move forward. Do you know this is just not even in my notes, but just I, I just felt it from the Holy Spirit right now. The verse that talks about new wine needs to be in a new wineskin so it can expand and grow with it. Do you know the difference between old wineskin and new wineskin? It's not that a brand new wineskin was remade for new wine. That's, that's actually not it at all. Historically speaking, and research shows that the, dif- the only difference between an old wineskin and a new wineskin Ready? Because anointing oil was poured over an old wineskin, rubbed into the cracks and the, and the brittle leather, renewing it and refreshing it. And the anointing oil, the fresh anointing, transitioned a wineskin from old to new. There is, there is new vision coming to our church. It starts really soon. And, and if you don't have a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit, you, it's, it's going to be devastating. You're going to feel more frustrated and more cracked and more bursting because the vision won't be able to be within. It, it's going to be frustrating for you. And you need to have Jesus as your foundation inside. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The Lord speaks to us in ways that we un- that we will understand and because i'm like a science nerd and i like biology <laughs> pretty much a way that we can all i think um understand what this season is is it's puberty <laughs> it is the most uncomfortable most just you know <laughs> time we can all relate, I promise you. Um, but it's so necessary. It's so necessary for our growth to be yeah. to get through the, the uncomfortable stuff, the weird stuff, the changes that it's like, I just want to be five again and not have to worry about any of this. <laughs> but we cannot go back. We cannot rewind. We will mature through this. We will grow from it, and it'll be good. I promise you it will be so good. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, we we specifically say doing life together. We need people with Jesus as their only foundation to share the gospel and encourage. Jesus needs to be your only foundation. There doesn't need to be a few different foundations going on inside of you. It's just Jesus. Just Jesus. I'm asking, as your lead pastor, to commit to making Jesus the only foundation in your life in this season. That's what this season is, is making Jesus your foundation. That's, that, that is all of it. Stop the excuses. Get rid of anything that has taken residence in your life as a different foundation. We've had the same reoccurring theme and message said different ways creatively throughout this whole five months. If there is something else in your life that has taken up residence as a foundation, as your rock, if there's something that you go to when you are hurting first, other than Jesus, mm-hmm. you need to update your foundation. Yeah. All right, this can be people, this can be things, it can be money, it can be anything else. It yeah. can be social media. I really want to sidetrack on that right now, but I can't. Oh, and it's so freeing when you do. Yeah. So freeing. This series, Faith Check based on Jeremiah, is about the faith of believers during their exile and paralleling them to the exile of our church members from our building. I thought it was a great, a great parallel, a great looking at and what's happening and what they went through and, and frustrations that Jeremiah saw through, through the Holy Spirit and how we move forward and how we deal with this. Because our next season's coming sooner than later and we need to be ready. Have you checked your faith recently? Faith check. Well, with that, let's go ahead and start our message. (laughs) So today, 
we're talking about true faith. True faith. And I want us to jump into Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 8, right now. This is a moment where the enemy has surrounded them. Enemy has, has been taking their properties, their homes, their fields, their livestock, all this stuff. And they're, they're entrenched in the city. And even says Jeremiah is, it sounds like he's in jail right now. He's, he's held in the guard. And this is such an interesting moment. And quirky story in the middle of it all, in the middle of the siege. Then, just as the Lord had said, my cousin Hananimal came to me in the courtyard of the guard and said, But my field at Anathoth is the territory of Benjamin. Since it is your right to redeem it and possess it, buy it for yourself. There's some stuff going on here that kind of needs some explanation. So, if... If you are about to lose your land or if something's about to happen to your land, it's going to leave or be taken from your family. You have the right to sell that land to your closest living relative and they have to buy it from you. Side note, the land he's selling to Jeremiah that Jeremiah has to buy has already been overrun by raiders and the enemies. He's selling them him a house that someone else has most likely moved into, destroyed, burned down, stolen, whatever they want with. The enemy has already taken that land. And he's like, don't you want to buy a house? That's kind of the worst time to buy a house. I knew this was the word of the Lord, so I bought the field at Anath from my cousin Hamel and weighed it out for him 17 shekels of silver. I signed and sealed the deed And it witnessed and weighed out the silver on the scales. I took the deed of purchase, the sealed copy containing the terms and conditions, as well as the unsealed copy. And I gave the deed to Baruch, son of Nera, the son of Messiah, in the presence of my cousin Hamel, and of the witnesses who had signed the deed, and, and of all the Jews sitting in the courtyard of the guard. In their presence... I gave Baruch these instructions. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Take these documents, both the sealed and unsealed copies of the deed of purchase, and put them in a clay jar so that they will last a long time. For this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Houses, fields, and vineyards will again be bought in this land. After I have given the deed of purchase to Baruch, son of Neri, I prayed to the Lord. You know, you know, if God had not told Jeremiah first that the cousin was coming to try to sell him a house that's already been overrun by the enemy, Jeremiah would have rebuked this fool into the (laughs) ground. But the Lord being the Lord and knowing all things, went up to Jeremiah and told him, by the way, your cousin's about to try to sell you a broken down, overrun house. I added those little things in, okay? I like to just visualize a little flavor into the story. So he says, he's going to sell you this house and you got to buy it. So Jeremiah, he shows up and Jeremiah has to buy the house. And what I love is how public everything is, right? You, you know, Jeremiah, or at least I envision Jeremiah doing, it says that he counted out the 17 pieces of, of silver shekel, Right. And I liked it when I read this scripture, I read it again. I'm picturing Jeremiah taking one silver shekel, pulling it out, side-eyeing his cousin, and dropping it in. One. Two. Right? You could just, you could just tell he's looking at his cousin, thinking these things. Because Jeremiah knows that the Lord has said they're going into exile, but they're coming back. And see, this cousin is selling his house. He's getting rid of it. He's, he's trying to cash out. There's a lot more involved, and, and we're going to go into depth in the Bible study and, and talk about that, which, by the way, Bible study is not happening this week. It's going to be happening the week after. But there's a lot more into this story. We can't go into all the details right now, into the 10,000-foot the view of the entire story. But needless to say, Jeremiah knows 
in his spirit, they will be back. Mm -hmm. They're coming back. And I love this. He has this faith and he knows that God is God. And he, he comes through with his promises. We're going to meet back at the church soon. But we need to be ready in this season. We need to do things. We need to prepare. We need to get that bone infrastructure within us. And I want to break apart the the four nuances happening in the story and, and apply it to us today. Purchase. Purchase. I, I want us to look at Nehemiah had to purchase this land from the cousin. So what does what does purchase really entail? It's it's paying a price. Right? There, there's a cost exchange going on. And I want to talk about the price that we have to pay in order to make Jesus the foundation of our lives. What's, what's the price that we need to pay? Price we need to pay in this season of our church is time, dedication, pride, reading and studying the Bible. It's, it's all the things that the cost of making Jesus our foundation. Right? It, it takes time. It takes time to read the Bible. It takes time to apply it. It takes dedication to say, I'm going to do this relentlessly. God is convicting my spirit when I read this verse and I'm going to follow through because he is my foundation. We need genuine worship. Our worship can't just be based on lights and, and speakers and guitars and all this kind of stuff. It's genuine Man, worship is just us before the throne of Jesus. Everything else that's involved is just gravy. It's just icing on the cake. But the core of the cake is us at the throne of Jesus. Everything else just makes it more beautiful. And and I, I hate to say that Sometimes believers can get mixed up and think that the icing is at the everything. It's the core of the cake, the core of the meat, the core of everything is us before the throne of Jesus, pouring our heart out. It's just serving. It's just everything. It's, it's a heart thing. And all the other stuff is just icing and, and all the flavor and the, the beauty on top of it, the extravagance that goes on top. But at the center... It's your heart before the throne mm-hmm. of Jesus. It's like Paul when he was in prison. He didn't have a worship team. Yeah. And yet he worshiped and prison walls were broken down. Like, ah, yeah. his heart. Hmm. It's the price we pay to place Jesus as our foundation. So we have to pay the price of reading our Bible and acting on it. We constantly talk about next steps. It's to get us taking action on the word of God. The whole reason why we came up with the next steps is just because of Luke 6. We have to act on what we hear from God. That's, that's mm-hmm. where the word next steps. We just came up with that and that's to say we want people to have a foundation of Jesus in their lives. And how you do that, God says you hear it and you take action. You take next steps. You move forward. That's where the foundation comes from. Through the purchase of the land, three things happen, right? So, so during the process of purchasing, Jeremiah is, is purchasing the land and things are happening while he purchases it. And I want to look at those and, and, and dive more into them. First thing was it was public. Like Jeremiah didn't go off in the corner with his cousin and all the other Jews in the courtyard were just watching like, what is going on? Jeremiah's like, everyone here, you're all going to gossip about it later. So just, I'm going to do it in person. Okay. Jeremiah makes it public. When we pay the price of placing Jesus, our foundation, our lives, it's public. It's public for a lot of different reasons, actually. It's public to hold you accountable because if you tell someone hey I read this and I'm going to do this and you say it out loud or you say it in the comments down below you have committed yourself to doing it 
you're held accountable. Mm-hmm. Right? That's just one of the offsets of, of making something public. Another reason to make something public is someone might read or hear or see you do that and choose to take an action next step also. See, when we do things public, it's not only holding us accountable, but it's also inviting others to have an option to make Jesus a foundation of their lives too. Man, don't, don't, don't be the reason that someone around you doesn't have the ability to gain the foundation of Jesus. Don't be the blockage for someone else. You, you don't ever want to deal with that. And when Jesus asks you, hey, you know, I set, I orchestrated this up for you to speak on my behalf. You were my hands, my feet to, to give them the way, the truth, the life. You were going to set them up for them to accept my free gift of grace. Like when we're public about it, there's all these things that open up. And some, some people feel lost without our physical church services happening, right? Like the conversations have gone around and, and that's dividing our church in a sense. And, and if, you're, if you're on the side of grumbling and complaining of when is this going to happen, and I'm not trying to call you out here of saying don't do that. I'm trying to say we're in a new season to gain a foundation of Jesus. And, and we need to be public about what Jesus is doing in our lives. We need to move forward with it. See, the, the whole reason why we're doing life together, of why that's so critical and we bring it up every single week, we always talk about doing life in the comments, doing life together, you know, all these things, is because God is doing something in our church body. What used to be a church service in brick and mortar building, God is training us to do life together outside the four walls. Mm-hmm. It was lacking in our church and, and we need to do that. To say, I'm going to do life together and we're going to live in community. And people that are living in my home that don't know Jesus, I'm going to do life together with them and share the life of, and love of Jesus. Co-workers, I'm going to share the life and love of Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to do life together. And, and the Holy Spirit has been calling us out to do that now because our next season, it needs to be built even bigger with that. And it's a, a foundational piece of where we're headed in our vision. See, if we, if we do not actively do life together, we are failing at the preparation that is needed for our next season. Please, I, I'm asking you as your, as your lead pastor, don't make an excuse to not do life together with someone. And when you do life together with someone, it's not about negativity. It's not about talking about all the bad things and bringing down the, all this. It's saying, this is going on, but I need prayer with it. This is going on, and I have this word. This is going on, the Holy Spirit's speaking this. This is going on, and I need you to give me a word because I haven't found anything yet. Right? It's not a pity party about doing life together. It's about a build-up party. That didn't rhyme, but I'll take it. <laughs> the next thing. So, so not only when we purchase in the story with Jeremiah, there was, it was public, but he also mentions clay pots. So the, the second one is preserve, preserve. Clay pots. It's kind of interesting that Jeremiah would say, and save it for a long time. I feel like he threw a little shade on this, just a little bit. You know, like save this deed for a while. As if it's not going to be happening right now, tomorrow, but it might take some time and you need to be steady and solid and preserved. You know, the, the clay pots that he's referring to, it's kind of interesting because we know now, thousands of years later, that the Dead Sea Scrolls were placed in these exact same clay pots and they were preserved for 2,000 years that's a long time. And Jeremiah is saying, hey, here's the deed to the house. Preserve it. This purchase, preserve it. So what, what does this have to do with anything? 
when we pay the price of placing Jesus as our foundation, we are preserved. Our faith doesn't go up and down like a roller coaster, but is smooth sailing. See, there's another evidence of when we don't have Jesus as our foundation is we live this chaotic, rocky life. Like we all know that person, or maybe we are that person. Like I'm not judging right here. I'm just saying what the word of God is, is bringing out through the Holy Spirit. So we pay the price of making Jesus our foundation in our lives. Our faith is, is this preserving, it's this steadiness, it's the stability that we gain. So you have Jesus speaking our lives and, and we, we make our actions based off the word of God. And, and when the word says this, we do this. We stabilize. See, roller coasters, you know, it's, it takes a while to get going and then it's super fast and there's all these turns and, and people's lives are like that, just on loop. It's crazy and chaotic and, and rough and exhausting. And I, I want to encourage you, start acting on the word of God and watch your life start preserving and become stable like these clay pots. Your faith of what you are hoping for is preserved. I love what uh, St. Augustine says. I want to jump down and read this for you. Faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of this faith is to see what you believe. I I absolutely love that concept. Because when we have faith in Jesus and we make him our foundation, it's this long-term steadiness of my reward at the end is seeing what you have declared. And I don't care how long it takes. That's, that's what we need in our church body is to say, I want to be steady I'm, because I have the foundation of Jesus in me. The last one is patience. Patience. When are we getting back in our church building? (laughs) When are we going back to normal? You need patience. Patience. And this is is what Jeremiah was really embodying when he bought this and he preserved the jars. And it it was going to take a long time for the whole exile thing to come back and then for them to return and to be able to buy uh, vineyards and houses and land again. He said, it will happen. Patience is needed. When are we getting back to normal? When are we returning to normal? Those are not the right questions. The right question is this. Am I ready for the new normal? Yeah. Am I ready? That's like yeah. so profound. Yeah. just trying to decide right now through the Holy Spirit speaking to me and I think I'm going to bring it in a moment. See, in this season, you need to be patiently preparing for the next season to return to church, to start a new normal, not to return to normal, start a new normal. There will be new things going on, new vision, new mission, new everything. There might be some things that look the same, but they're not the same in the motive and why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. This is the time to prepare. Mm -hmm. This is the time to get ready. See, the the visual on this one is like a, a farmer, if you will. See, and I can't have you miss this point. If, if you've gotten up to start cleaning or you're distracted, this is the moment to focus in. Patience, this point, is not sitting around, reading a book, drinking a cup of coffee, waiting for the new season to happen. No, patience is what I mean, is by a farmer who is holding the plow and patiently digging deep into the soil to plant the seeds. Patiently going through, patiently Spending the whole day going over and over and over for the new harvest to come. Patience. 
in, in the, the warning that I felt from the Holy Spirit saying we can't open till we get more of our church family from the last season into this season. I realized at that moment that we're not patiently waiting to get back, but God is patiently waiting on us and his grace is sufficient. He's saying, I'm waiting on you to get out of your last season and into this season. And I am patient because I love you. I am patient because my son died for you. There's two patients going on. Ultimately, God's patiently waiting for us so that we can reopen. But we need to be patiently plowing and preparing and getting ready. Am I ready for this next season? Am I ready for the new season? This new season isn't just sitting on the lawn, hearing sermons and looking at each other and going, man, it's so good to see you again. That's not what this season is about that's coming up. And my job that I've been tasked through the Holy Spirit as your lead pastor is to say, I need you to have Jesus as your foundation. And what that is, is taking action on the words of Jesus. That's it. That is, that's all that it is. That's all that it's wrapped up. Luke 6 could not be more clear. Take action on the word of God. Take action on the words that are shared today. Take action on the messages. That's, that's what's going on. You need the bones that are the foundation of Jesus in your life so that you can move forward. You need the bones of the foundation of Jesus in your life so that when the Holy Spirit places the vision of our next season as our corporate church, your fingers can grasp it and then run with it. If a hand has no bones and any weight is placed in, the fingers and the muscle just bend away and whatever's in it falls to the ground. You need the foundation of Jesus in your life to grasp the vision of this next season and to move forward with us together. It's necessary. Man, I, I am so excited for this next season and, and I know you are too, um, but... There's something we need to do is talk about next steps. We've been doing every week. Our next steps today, if you haven't guessed it, it's on putting Jesus as your foundation. Your next steps is take action to make Jesus your foundation. So in reality, what do you need for Jesus to be your foundation? Every single person, it's going to be a little bit different. Some of you, need to re-listen to the messages of Faith Check. That's what this whole whole sermon series is on. It's checking our faith and making sure that Jesus is the foundation in us. That's our faith is based on Jesus. If you've missed the messages, go back and listen to them. They're good messages. Some of you need to repent of your pride. You need to get over pride saying, I know it all. I've seen it all. I've been there. I've read my Bible. I'm good. I'm I'm just, I'm along for the ride. Please repent. Do not build up so much pride in your life where God needs to humble you. It is always better to humble ourselves before Jesus, before he has to humble us. Some of you need to leave the last season behind. I pray that if you're sitting there and you're frustrated because we can't go back to normal, that you heard this, this message. If you haven't heard any of the other messages, this would be the one, I hope. But I want to encourage you and gently push you and pull you out of the last season. So your next step just might need to be that. And some of you need to invite the Holy Spirit into your life so that you can start hearing and listening and acting on this season's nutrients. Mm-hmm. The, last sermon, the last sermon talked about what nutrients are in this season, so let's go back and listen. 
Remember Luke chapter 6? Anyone who hears my words and does them has a good foundation. The evidence of your foundation is communication. It's communication. One thing you might be saying is, hey, we, we didn't do we didn't do life together in the comments today. That's right. Not yet. Because we're gonna pray first. And then I want you to do comments in the in the do life together in the comments after that. So let's pray. Lord, you have put this this weight on on me as as the lead pastor of our church. You've shown exactly what needs to take place, exactly what needs to happen. Let's all lift our hands up, just wherever you're at, living room, car, wherever. Holy Spirit, speak to us what our actions need to be on your word this week. Jesus, you need to be our Lord and our foundation in our lives. We know we're saved, but we need you as our foundation. That all actions, ideas, thoughts, everything would bounce off of the foundation that is your word first. As we're lifting our hands in the, in the air right now, we also pray for a fresh and new anointing. The kind that changes an old wineskin to a new wineskin. Lord, we've been in this new season for five months. And I pray whoever hasn't moved into this season yet would move in today. Lord, that you would give us instruction and insight that every single person would be able to take a next step today of making Jesus the foundation. Holy Spirit, speak to us today. Lord, would we feel encouraged and excited for what's to come? This next season is, oh, it's gonna be so good, God. It's going to be so amazing. And I pray that we would move into it. We would be patiently working towards being able to be handed the vision and run with it. We grasp it and go forward. Lord, you're good and we love you. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. All right. So last thing, this is the end of the message. I'm, I'm calling you out and I'm challenging you to jump into the comments down below. The message is just ending here. This is the end of the service. But I want you to jump into the comments and write out your prayers with me for our church's next season. It's the interceding, it's, it's the prayers, it's the encouragement. It's everything that you feel we need to pray for to receive this next season's vision. Call in the name of Jesus to be our foundation, to strengthen us, to carry out the vision that's placed on us. I want us to pray in the comments down below. That's how we're going to do life together. And start responding to other people's comments. So let's do life together. Say amen. Reply to someone. Let's encourage each other, build each other up, and intercede for our next season. And have a great day. God bless.